0: you now tuned in to the gumtown podcast i'm your boy doug b we ain't got nothing to talk about but we got something to talk about let's go Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gump Town Podcast, episode 127. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Today's guest is the founder and owner of Maximized Growth, LLC. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure we'll all be inspired by her story. Let's shop it up with Tasha McDonald. (laughs) Tasha, how's it going?
1: It's going great. Thank you.
0: Glad to hear that. First things first, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to speak with me a few minutes. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on your podcast.
0: Ma'am, of course, here to talk about all the great things you got going on with Maximize Growth LLC. But before we talk business, let's get to know the woman behind the brand. So I know you were telling me that you were born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. What was your upbringing like coming up in the Queen City?
1: Actually, I was not there long because my dad was military, so um, we traveled around a lot. So I landed here in Montgomery, Alabama because of my dad being in the military, and this is just where I've I've been ever since.
0: Okay, nice, nice. Much respect to Pops, and thanks to him for his service. He got a chance to serve in the military. So what, what were some memorable places you remember living at, or was it just Charlotte and Montgomery?
1: Um. No, we um, lived in Germany. We lived in Colorado, Oklahoma. Um, we did spend some time in North Carolina um, and then Birmingham, Alabama before I moved here.
0: Wow. So you got a chance to see all types of cultures and meet all types of people.
1: Oh, yes, for sure. For sure.
0: Oh, cool. so what was Germany like? I've never been over there, but uh, just from your perspective, what was that like?
1: I was so young. I started kindergarten over there, so I've got vague memories of it. Um, I do remember we traveled around a lot, touring and everything, but I was so young. I would love to go back, though.
0: Okay. No worries. Uh, In Montgomery, and and how long have you been in the city?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) I can tell you the date. I mean, the year was 1994, so it feels like I've been here forever.
0: Oh, you a hometown hero, Tasha. What you talking about? You, <laughs> you...
1: <laughs> I live here, but I still claim Charlotte.
0: Yes, ma'am. Much respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've been here since 94 and mm-hmm. upon. Up so did you end up finishing high school here as well?
1: No, I graduated in Birmingham and we moved here right after that.
0: OK, so at the high school, did you do any college military or you went right to work?
1: No, I went to the military right after graduation. Um I was in the army reserves for a little bit and um when I was in school, I was I was it was just about, you know, just getting through school, you know. But when I went to the military, I went to my basic training in AIT in Fort Jackson and then I came back. Um and I knew that I wanted to be in business, um, so I went to UAB for a little bit, majored in business, and became what you call a professional student. But fast forward, I ended up getting education and going straight into business.
0: Okay, nice. Well, thank you for your service as well in the military. That's all right. So you got a chance to to follow in, in your dad's footsteps. Much respect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So. You- a B School for Business, and you're going to business for yourself. So that leads me right into maximize growth LLC. What inspired the name?
1: Um, it was a personal journey for mine um, to grow, and and I'll I'll share the story with you. Well, I was brushing my teeth one day, and um, the toothpaste tube. You know, you know how you squeeze the tube because there's no more in it, but you want to get all of it out. And I literally was squeezing the tube and the word maximize came up. And the, I, I mean, the concept was I'm not going to throw this tube away until I use every ounce of it. And that's typically what we do. Right. And so I thought about my life and I was like, you know what, God has a purpose for me and a plan. And Regardless of where I'm at, what I've been through, good or bad, there's still more left in me, and so I wanted to maximize every ounce of potential that was on the inside of me. So that's where maximized growth came from.
0: Wow, what a powerful and organic way to come up with the name, and you hit the nail on the head, just in terms of how we treat toothpaste. But we don't always treat ourselves with the same, the same um, intentionality. Like, yeah, you, I want every drop out of this toothpaste, but when it comes to ourselves, we let ourselves off the hook. So. Well, she's better you for naming it that. Thank you. So services-wise, what you got going on over there?
1: Oh, let me see. So let me give you the backstory for a little bit because Mm -hmm. Massive Growth was not my first business, right? So I had a paper route when I was in the eighth grade, and that's how I um, really um, got bit by the entrepreneur bug. And then fast forward, started another business um, called Timely Task. And that business, I was all over the place. I was doing everything under the sun. um, And somebody sat me down and said, you're going to burn out. You need to specialize in something. And so from there, I went to court reporting school because um, that was one of the things I was doing was transcribing. And I did that business. And what happened in the middle of that business is I hit a wall. And so that was my experience with coaching and training. And so from there, that's where Maximize Growth was actually born because I feel like it was a calling. I feel like I got help for where I was and it was my turn to pay it forward. So what we do with Maximize Growth, we help individuals to grow in life, in business, career. We also help executives. We do training and development. So we go inside of organizations and we help teams learn how to communicate. We help them to learn how to basically um, increase their emotional intelligence and we also um, provide courses and we've had educators take our courses. We've had individuals. And at the end of the day, the long story short, we really just want to help people become self-aware so they can really tap into their full potential in life in career and business.
0: Wow. That's powerful stuff you got going on over there at Maximize Growth and just hearing what you all offer and the end goal. I think it's amazing because more organizations definitely need that training on emotional intelligence, because the problem is a lot of people, especially in, especially in these times, a lot of people are leaving organizations because they're, they're not being, they're being mistreated. And they're being mistreated because management don't know how to communicate to the people. They don't know how to get their people to, they don't know what makes the people tick. So it's great that you all are providing that training because it starts at the top.
1: Right, right. And and yes, we do. Um, I've got a special place in my heart for leaders, um, and I do leadership development. But I also approach it from this standpoint, too, that you might be a leader in title. And yes, leaders carry a lot of responsibility and a lot of weight. But when I'm talking to teams, I'm also talking to them, too, about being a leader in function, You know, and at the end of the day, it's about being self-aware enough to know what your part is. And everybody plays a part. Um, It's just that leaders carry more of the responsibility, but that doesn't take everybody else off the hook.
0: Mm, I like that approach. I like how you put that. Pretty much everybody, everybody is a, a leader in their own way and they have to figure out how to maximize that and be the best version of themselves in whatever role they play.
1: Right. Because there's sometimes you might have team members that are teaching the leaders. You know what I mean? And one of the things I love when I go into organizations is going into um, organizations where leaders understand, you know what, I'm a part of the problem and the solution, you know, and leading by example is the best way. You know, of course, you know, we have our textbook, we have our technical training and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, people don't leave companies, they leave people. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's crucial for everyone on board to become self-aware of what their part is.
0: Yes, ma'am, that's powerful. And I absolutely agree. And I'm I'm glad you you actually just shifted my perspective. That makes a whole lot of sense, what you're doing and why you're doing it. And that's that's so powerful. So just in terms of what skills from your military career have you been able to translate into business?
1: So when I went into the military, my MOS was 71 Lima. Um, which was administrative skills. And so I was the one that was always in the office. Um, And it's ironic because even when I was younger, I was always fascinated with administrative, you know? Um, So that's what I did in the military. I was the one that helped to in-process people or helped to do a lot of the behind-the-scenes type work, and that actually transferred over to um, a civilian career where I became a legal secretary and then a paralegal, and it was kind of like the same skill set where I had to interview people, I had to process people, Um, and so that helped me to see the inside of of a business, uh, inside of an organization, and I would say that a lot of that still to this day has helped me be where I'm at.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. And it's so powerful when we're going through certain chapters in our lives, we don't know when or how the information or those skills we're learning would benefit us. But that's great that you've been able to transfer those skills from that administrative, from, from that, from first of all, just that fascination and that curiosity. And now you've turned it into a business. That's powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, I just I'm a firm believer that there's no wasted experiences. That everything that has happened in our life, everything that we've touched, everything that we've done, can be used in some way.
0: Yes, ma'am. I agree wholeheartedly. And it it took me a few years in life, a, a lot a lot of experience to realize that, like you know, because you hear the fork in the road sometime, and then you think back, like you know, I remember I went through something similar in this situation, like in that situation, actually prepared me for this situation. So yeah, you're right. There's no way to experience it. So that's a a great perspective that you have. Amazing. Yes, sir. And I also read that you are a certified DISC personality assessment consultant under the Maxwell brand. What inspired you to go after that certification?
1: Um, Well, being a part of the John Maxwell team has been amazing because it's given me resources, you know, as I go into these organizations, you know, I didn't want to just be a motivational speaker, you know, I didn't want people to think that my my only role was just to come make people feel good. I wanted to be able to have some kind of tools or resources to help equip them to go from one point to the next with their goals, you know, all that. So becoming part of the DISC was really another tool to help people become self-aware of themselves. And the DISC personality assessment is a strengths-based assessment. So I use this tool with my individual clients. I use it with my organizational clients. And one of the best things is it helps people become aware of their learning styles, their communication styles, what motivates them, and also how to deal with people who are different from them when it comes to the personalities. Powerful
0: stuff. And I first heard of the DISC assessment, I and and you talking about motivational speakers. The irony of that is, first time I heard of it was from Dr. Eric Thomas. I'm not sure you're familiar with Dr. Eric Thomas. Oh
1: yes. yes, I am.
0: Okay, yes, ma'am. So he was talking about the DISC assessment on his podcast years ago, and I actually took it a few years back just. Just on the just on the fly, and yeah, the disc assessment, what it does, and it goes back to what you're talking about earlier about self awareness. Disc assessment, it puts a mirror right there in your face, and it pretty much lets you see, like you said, your strengths and your weaknesses, and it lets you know just just how demanding you are, or or if you, uh, yeah, I forget without acronym. What's the what did that acronym stand for again? I'm sorry.
1: mm -hmm. That's okay. It's dominance, inspiring, steady, and compliance. And the breakdown of those personalities, here's the thing, we can be blends of them. So so two of the personalities, the D and the I, they're outgoing personalities. One is more outgoing when it comes to tasks. The other is more outgoing when it comes to people. The C and the S personalities are more reserved personalities. And same thing, reserved when it comes to tasks or people. And at the end of the day, it's understanding how you're wired so that you can Like I mentioned about communication, you can communicate effectively with people, but at the same time, you can also understand yourself and understand your internal motivators And when I tell you that I've done this for individuals and I've done this for teams, every single time I've heard people say, wow, I wish I would have done this years ago because it helps people to also learn how to recover faster from conflict Mm -hmm. or to just know their motivators so they understand their own why and value that they bring to a group, team, organization, or whatever that looks like.
0: Yes, ma'am. Powerful stuff and great breakdown. And your point, yeah, that was the... The assessment, Like I said, when I took it, I took it on the fly about five years ago. I'm definitely going to retake it because I am interested to see how things have shifted in five years. But uh, that's amazing that you want to get certified for that. And again, just understanding that you wanted to provide the most value for your clients versus just, like you said, going in and get people all fired up and leaving. And then, OK, people fired up for a couple of days, but yeah. what do they have to take from it, you know?
1: Exactly. And and how can people grow from that? Because here's the thing that I've learned is that training is not just a one-time event. A lot of times training has to be an ongoing cycle of events because then if you can add accountability implementation to that that's how you can measure people's growth and what I do is when when I'm working with my organizations I go in literally and create these learning academies for them inside of their own organization so therefore I'm coming back once a month to meet with their people and train them and then give them homework you know and really help them to develop in these skills and a lot of these skills are soft skills that we're talking about. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, the person has to be willing because you can't make somebody grow. You know, the only thing you can do is, is influence them to grow. And that's one of the things that I love about working with growth minded individuals is they're taking ownership of their growth.
0: Yes, ma'am. And that's amazing that you go back once a month to follow up. And there's so much power in following up because it's the accountability aspect and the people know that you actually care about them because you're showing up to follow up to see how things are going versus, like you said, um, training not being a one-time thing. Because I can't tell you how many times in the corporate world you get a training one time and then, okay, there's no follow-up. So there's no accountability to keep keep up with that training was all about. So I think that's great that you've honed in on following up once a month and hold your clients accountable. That's amazing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then you can grow. And one of the things that I love, I mean, especially at the end of last year, we would do year-end reflections, you know, and people need to see their own growth. You know, it's not just enough anymore for somebody to come to someone and say, you need this or you need that. They need skin in the game. They need to know their own why as well. And again, I love working with the organizations where you have leaders who say, you know what? I get it. This is a holistic effort. This is not just about getting somebody to do something for me in exchange for money anymore.
0: Man, amazing stuff. So whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform like yourself, i like to talk about three things, the aha moment, action, and audacity. Take us back to your aha moment when you first had the idea to create Maximize Growth, LLC.
1: Oh, so my aha moment was, and I'm just going to be completely <laughs> honest. I was a mess. I felt like I was a public success and a private mess. Um, I literally felt disconnected from myself. And like I said, I reached out to help and that's where I was introduced into coaching. I had a life coach. I had a counselor. And I remember um And it was the same person. She was a counselor and a life coach. And I remember signing up for a six-month coaching session with her. And literally halfway through, I felt like I discovered my purpose because I started connecting with me again, connecting with God, connecting with my why, my purpose, all of that. And I told her, I said, I want to pay this forward. And so that's literally how this business was birthed was it came from the overflow of my own growth, my own healing.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I appreciate your transparency and just telling that story and being so open about that. And that's amazing that you were able to have that type of aha moment in, in that time of despair and or not or not feeling like the feeling like you were the best version of yourself. Cause it'd been very easy to point fingers and beat yourself down about being a, a public success and, and privately not feeling like you, you living up to those expectations. So I, th- I think it's great that you were able to turn that pain into
1: purpose. And it was only because I had the right help, you know, because I did go to her with all those things, like what was me and it's everybody else's fault. But that's why I'm a big um, supporter of coaching and mentoring, because what she did is she literally held up an invisible mirror to me. And she said, who are you? And if everybody else was to get themselves together, how, I mean, who are you still? (laughs) You know, Mm. Um, it was, it really boiled down to, okay, who do you want to become? And she literally helped me to uncover my purpose, my values, uh, my why. And, and I started seeing life through a bigger picture, through a bigger lens.
0: That's powerful stuff. And it just goes back to that. I don't think it's a cliche, but it goes back to that, that uh, statement. It takes a village and we always, we always think that means when you're a child, but it takes a village when you're a child and you're an adult. It takes a village at all areas in life because you need those Absolutely. people. Yes, ma'am. You need those people who's gonna who going to have those tough conversations. Like it sounds like you, you received that, that, tough, that, that tough love, but look what it yeah. birthed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's why I feel an awesome responsibility and opportunity to pay it forward to others. And that, again, you ask where did Maximize Growth come from? It came from that
0: powerful stuff. So from the time you had your aha moment, how long did it take you to take action choice, coming up with a name and actually getting started in business?
1: Um when I first started um after my aha moment, um the next 3 months with her was um cuz I told her I said I feel like I have a book on the inside of me. So she helped me to go through the process of birthing that book. And so that was about a three to six month process of just getting it out of me. And really I had a head start because I was journaling along the way. So we just kind of took that and turned that into my book. Um, Of course, leaving a whole lot of stuff out, (laughs) you know. Um, But that part probably was three to six months. And then it probably took another six months just for me to get going and building attraction. Um, I was doing a blog and that started getting me attention where I got my first speaking engagement from a blog post, you know, and from there, when I went to my first speaking engagement, did that in Birmingham, Alabama that year, um, I was walking down the hall and got my invitation for my next speaking engagement. So it literally was a ripple effect.
0: Wow, what a powerful story. Let's talk about that first speaking engagement in Birmingham. What was the okay. event and and um how do you think you did?
1: Okay, it was um the Alabama Court Reporters Association because remember I said I had a court reporting business. And so the president elect at the time was putting the conference together, happened to see my blog, and she sent me a message and said, "Hey, we would love for you to be our keynote speaker for the coming up conference." and and they had an annual conference every year and i'll be honest when she first asked me i said no i'm not ready but she kept seeing my stuff and she said tasha i'm not taking no for an answer <laughs> so when she did that of course i went back and me and my life coach kind of talked about it and she said tasha you're ready so i said okay and i'm the type of person i'm a visionary and i'm a um once i set my mind on something i go i go hard and so when when I said yes, I said, not only am I saying yes to this, but this is going to be the launch of my book. Like, I'm literally going to debut my book here at this place. So it was a full circle moment for me to, to speak first, debut my book. And how do I think I did? Um, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of me for showing up and for defying, you know, all the odds and looking fear in the, in the face. I was scared. I was nervous, but I'm proud that I showed up.
0: Yes, man. Powerful stuff. And I know you did great. The fact that they sent you the fact that you got invited for the next speaking engagement. I know you did great. I just, I just want, I just wanted to hear you give yourself some flowers. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's so amazing that you, you thought you weren't ready and the whole time, you you were born ready. You was you were over ready. Right. You was over prepared. You went in there and nailed it. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah. just in those those times of fear and, and doubt, we just all, we we as humans, myself included, Tasha, we have we have the habit of underestimating ourselves. We never we never think we're ready. We got think we always think the time isn't perfect. But when you just look fear in the face like you did, you discover yeah. you, you discover something new about yourself. So powerful story. Yeah, thank you. Damn. so it's one thing to have an idea it's another thing to act on it it's a whole different animal in my opinion to put it out to the world to be praised or criticized that's where the audacity comes in who or what mm-hmm. gave you that audacity to put maximized growth llc out to the world to be praised or criticized
1: um okay there's that's a two-fold answer mm-hmm. because um the first one is me um the first book I wrote was called Don't Limit Me. And it was all about giving yourself permission to live the life of your dreams. And so I had to give myself permission to go there, you know? Um, So that was the first part of it. It started with me, but then it became about everybody that I know that I'm called to serve because the moment that I started putting myself out there, the feedback that I was getting from people and I was very transparent And all I was doing was just sharing my don't limit me story, you know, and I had people come to me saying, oh, my gosh, I needed that. Oh, my gosh, me too. You know, and so that's where my fuel to keep going came from was I was hearing from other people. And at that time, it was a lot more women that were telling me, Tasha, I needed this. You just don't know how, um, you know, this is saving me, you know, just so many different things. Um, And I realized, okay, this is bigger than me.
0: That's powerful stuff. And it's great just being able to identify that, that it is bigger than you. And it's just more of a reason to keep going, to put it out there to the world. And hats off to you for just continuing to always overcome fear, look it in the face and just do it anyway. Because putting content out there, putting stuff out there, it is scary. Because you don't know if people are going to like it or people are going to give you a thumbs down or say some, some harsh things in the comment section because the internet, it's an interesting place at times. But yeah. the fact that you, you show up, you put your, your stuff out there, your, your content and your books and speaking engagement. Yeah, it makes sense why you gave you that audacity to do it. That's what it's all about. It starts with just self-belief, and determination.
1: Yeah, As for man. sure.
0: Absolutely. So just in terms of your, your first official client, and of course, no names needed. Just, just in terms of what was that overall experience like? The first time you got a chance to go in and, and under the Maximize Go for LLC umbrella and and actually train a client, what was that experience like for you?
1: Um, it was really cool because I was like, wow, somebody's actually paying me for this. <laughs> I like it, you know. And um, I started with a really like I started with life coaching. That was the first paid service. Um, that I did and I and I made a goal for myself I said um I'm gonna when I get to 10 people I I, I charge a ridiculously low price and I said when I get 10 people who want my service then I raise my price and that was the mission for me was um the first one was confirmation the next one was more confirmation and I just kept going and when I tell you I haven't looked back like again, the needs that I see that are out there keeps me going. And I'm always grateful for, you know, that first person who said yes, because they just helped confirm what I was doing.
0: Man, powerful stuff, powerful stuff. So Maximize Growth, LLC has done great things. And I know great things are coming down the pipeline, which leads to my next portion, Vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals for the business that you feel comfortable sharing?
1: Okay, the short term is um just staying busy'm <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm being funny but I'm, you know at this same time it's you know you still got to stay fresh and relevant right you know, you can't hang on past victories you know just because I had one person paying me I can't just assume that that's going to be the thing that it's going to require for the next does that make sense so yes, ma'am. short is just to make sure that I um, operate in excellence in my business and I'm continually growing because my business will always be the overflow of my own personal growth and development. Um, Long term, um, basically, my husband and I are really just brainstorming and doing a lot of visionary into the future so that we can help more people on a bigger scale. And um, what I see is, yes, I'm based here in Montgomery, but definitely see more um, more that we can do to help more people in our efforts. Yes, so scaling, scaling the business.
0: Yeah. Great stuff. Those are great short-term, long-term goals. And I have no doubt you continue to grow exponentially and do great things. Thank you. Now, yeah. as we're about the podcast, Tasha, I want to ask a million-dollar question. I started this podcast to highlight the greatness connected to the city, whether you lived here or Born here or lived here for a significant period of your life, be it college, military, or work, you being here since 94, I want to ask you, what do you love the most about the city of Montgomery?
1: That's a good question. That is a really good question. Um I believe, and this is I'm gonna be really honest, I believe there's some really good people here. You know, um I'm a person where I believe I'm in the relationship business, networking, you know, you're in the people business, right? And I'm just grateful for all of the connections. One, I met my husband here. Um, You know, I started the business here. I am just excited about the connections, you know? So for me, I would say, what's the best thing about Montgomery? I think it's the people.
0: I said powerful stuff. And just to your point, just being in a a relationship business and just understanding the power of relationships because relationships are just as valuable as money. If you know the right people, you never have to worry about, much anything especially if you are a person that's especially if you provide value like you are you're going to always be able to network and meet people that that are willing to help you and i'm pretty sure you've been able to experience that
1: yeah and 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 i'm looking at it from both sides too i want to help people but at the same time i want to be at a place where i can um learn from people as well you know what i mean and so I'm the type of person where I think, you know, wherever you are, we just so happen to be in Montgomery that look at it from the glass half full, you know, not just what's missing, but how can I contribute?
0: Absolutely. So how can people connect with you, Tasha? What are your social media
1: handles and website? So my website is MaximizedGrowthLLC.com. I am on all the channels, um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My handle is at Maximized Now. And that's probably the best. Those are the best places to reach me is either the website or through social media.
0: Yes, ma'am. And of course, I'll put all of that information in the description of the episode. Hey, Tasha, thanks again for the conversation. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you. and Keep doing what you're doing to highlight Montgomery.
0: Yes, ma'am. Good people, that concludes another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. In the meantime, in between time, y'all know what to do. Be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Go on. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.